0: This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Podgo. We use Podgo for monetizing all our podcasts. We get paid within 24 hours. So if you're a podcast, want to get paid, check it out at podgo.co, that's podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. See you guys in the episode.
1: It's the language of the universe.
0: I don't understand it.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Math & Physics Podcast. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And we welcome you to episode number
0: 43. Where today, as you've probably seen the extremely interesting title that we have for you guys, we are going to be talking about the flat earth theory and why and all the different ideas to why flat earth may or may not be possible
1: that's right so parker do you think that we live in a flat earth personally i don't okay <laughs> that is a personal opinion though um mm-hmm. quick disclaimer to everybody Yep. if you do believe the earth is flat please let us know in the comments if there's anything we missed any details that could support flat earth theory and um we will surely get back to you or make a part two to this you know our famous part twos that we never make (laughs) see the thing with flat earth right is that a lot of
0: people that are not even really scientific love to hate on them Mm -hmm. i get it we're gonna get into you know flat earth mentality maybe like the person behind the flat earth i mean at the end of the day it's simply a different scientific opinion Mm -hmm. right now i know obviously we have all the scientific facts that we have today and some people are like obviously those are those people are just wrong but what's interesting to me about the flat earth theory is that there's another idea out there that not only is the earth spherical like we have believed for thousands of years but now there are these people saying it's flat and either you know some people say it's ignorance, some people say it's lack of knowledge but some people just say you know it's just a different opinion okay and we're obviously going to talk more about if it's actually an opinion or is it really just a fact yeah i think it's an interesting idea that people like flat earthers exist
1: before we actually get into the podcast I'd like to say thank you to everybody for 3,000 followers on Spotify.
0: Oh, that is true.
1: Very nice New Year's gift. (laughs) Very interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very interesting too. Parker completely called it three episodes ago or something. He's like, we're on track to hit 3K by New Year's. And on New Year's, we're exactly 3,000. Like, not even one follower up. Well,
1: technically... The Spotify analytics update at the end of the day. So technically we hit 3000 during the day of the 31st. Yeah, it was
0: on the end of the 31st, right? And then
1: it updated at midnight. Mm -hmm. Anyways.
0: So yeah, so that was really cool. If
1: you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple podcasts or anywhere else on your phone, make sure to check out this episode on YouTube. It is being recorded right now. And mm-hmm. you can watch us mm-hmm. talk and use our mouths instead of just <laughs> using your ears.
0: Exactly. Always, always an advantage.
1: Instagram at math.physics.podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anything else?
0: A quick, quick, interesting a request for our audience, or at least the YouTube viewers, if you guys are watching it on YouTube as well, and Instagram, who follow on Instagram and TikTok, you might have noticed that we're now doing these things called clips. Right, we started clips, I think, like two episodes ago. And the idea is we release a clip every day that we don't release an episode. Right, so like there's gonna be an episode, let's say, every Monday, then the clips are gonna be Tuesday through Sunday, and then Monday is another episode. The thing is, though, it's a lot of fun to do, but I am not necessarily Mm -hmm. a trained video editor, and I think that is quite obvious because you know second year university physics student out here you know not really trained in the in the editing station so the request is that i will still be making the 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 video itself but if there is any volunteer from our audience that you know simply wants to help out the podcast in its early days because right now you know it's simply parker (laughs) and i and a quick shout out to this editor that we have for our audio Marcel goes by the name M rock shout out to him, but yeah. So if anyone would like to, you know, help out the podcast in its early days, which is right now and would want to, you know, just have a little bit of video editing experience. We can just, you know, talk, send us an email and you know, we can, we can get into some discussions. Just a quick, quick request.
1: And as you know, we do run ads on our podcast, but giving a portion of that to people who want to help us out really is not like anything at all. So
0: (laughs) it's it's very sad like it would be worse to give you (laughs) some of that than to not give you anything at all because it wouldn't be much it really wouldn't be much yeah
1: yeah it's better like for us of course it makes sense because you know zero is worse than not zero but you know if it's not really any kind of reward but anyways again uh, also like
0: the experience i think is kind of cool because like you're you're literally gonna be watching the whole podcast before it comes out which i think is kind of interesting you know and you're going to be able to pick your own clips and you know those clips then obviously like we'll go into further discussion of of what the role actually is but like just any video editing experience if you just want to help out that would be great
1: all right so let's get into this episode let's get into it so the earth is flat yeah first off yeah Clearly, if you look into the distance, let's, let's Ray, get it. You you get on top of a mountain, you look into the distance. Where's the curvature? I can't see the I can't see the curvature. Oh, so true. You know, you obviously the Earth has to you be flat, or else I could see that, like with my eyes, I could see that it's a ball. First response: <laughs> The Earth does appear flat. Mm-hmm. I will I will mm-hmm. give you that you know, to the fictional person who's arguing right now. (laughs) The Earth does appear flat, and so does a lot of things, right? But the problem is that grasping the scale of the Earth is very hard to do. The Earth is bigger than you might imagine it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the Earth is so big makes it very hard to notice the curvature as a, you know, approximately one meter on that scale right one meter tall Mm
0: -hmm. like a very short distance because like well not one meter like a few hundred meters
1: no like i'm saying our height right like our size oh like our
0: height yeah Yeah. so
1: approximately on the scale on the order of one meter it's very hard to see Mm -hmm. the earth actually curving with our eyes even if we are one kilometer up in the sky on a very tall tower or a mountain or whatever it's still very very difficult but we
0: would be actually on a one kilometer high mountain if we place an object out of view of the person on the ground we most likely if not definitely will be able to see it mm-hmm. from one kilometer up right because we're getting that field of view
1: yeah that's right and that does actually support mm-hmm. the fact that the earth is a sphere
0: interesting very interesting uh thing right here the earth is flatter than a pancake (laughs) what let me explain so the so the idea behind this is i think it was more of a it was kind of a joke because it's kind of obvious that it's flatter than a pancake and let me explain because again parker said right huge earth is ginormous a pancake is like i don't know. know how big is a pancake like maybe three centimeters in radius Two centimeters in radius? Nah,
1: what? Two centimeters? Two, yeah. like A pancake, man. Like 10 centimeter diameter at least. Okay, like four sure. centimeters? Doesn't matter. Maybe, Does not matter. Maybe
0: four to five centimeters in diameter. Anyways, the idea is the pancake is about four to five centimeters in diameter and the earth is about 7,000 kilometers in diameter. So when we blow up the pancake to the size of the earth, if we were to see the small ridges that are on the pancake, right? Like, the, cause obviously, no pancake is perfectly flat. There's obviously some ridges, right? When we expand it out to, you know, let's say 7,000 kilometers of a radius, the largest depression or, like, the largest... Uh,
1: Mountain? I'm to say. Like... Like on the pancake, yeah. Yeah, like
0: on the pancake, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, yeah. like there are different ridges, ridges, different ridges. The largest ridge will be tens of hundreds of times larger than Mount Everest. So the idea behind this, you know, this kind of a joke, but now it's being taken kind of seriously because at the end of the day, it is true. The earth is in fact flatter than a pancake, even though it's not flat, because a a (laughs) lot of people took this statement and then they're like, oh, the earth is flat. Well, no, all this is trying to say is that things at big proportions, that, you know, things that the size, the magnitude scale of the earth, we can't compare that or we can't, you know, ca- uh, characterize things about that with our eyes because we can't see enough to truly grasp what is happening on this ginormous level, 6,000 kilometers of diameter. And we're not even a meter we're two meters tall, like our, like our mm-hmm. vision cannot encompass the
1: idea of a spherical earth. 6,000 kilometers.
0: Oh, I, I meant 6,000 kilometers. Sorry, I meant 6,000 kilometers of an earth radius. So it's, as I said, it's just a lot bigger. And simply, we can't understand that scale. You know, we're like, oh, the earth is flat. Ignorance. Anyways, let's continue. <laughs> All right.
1: So one thing I wanted to talk about, and you can also Google an image. Well, you, you probably already know what it looks like. But the image that flat earthers use. Mm-hmm the disc with the map yep. on it, right? Yeah. So I do have an issue with that, of course. Okay, let's hear it. This might help visually if you have an image of it in front of you, right? But okay. So the point from South America to, what is it, Australia, like the shortest path would be to draw just a straight line on that disc, right? And okay. that line passes through the North Pole, hmm Okay.
0: Oh, oh! I was, I was so confused. So it's, uh, to Australia, so you're going like over. Okay, okay. Because I was like, what yeah, yeah. line are you drawing? Yeah. Okay. you're just yeah, going yeah, in, yeah. A, in yeah. a straight Continue.
1: line on the disc, right? Mm-hmm. It would just be you'd go through the North Pole. Okay, if you look at the spherical Earth and you look at the shortest yeah. distance from South America to Australia, you'll see that it goes like. It goes sideways right that's that's the shortest distance and so if you take that line that goes sideways and you put that onto the projection onto the disc it is it is much longer than the straight line okay but i just want this is like a real experiment that you can actually do right now okay if you want to take a flight from South America to Australia, okay. let me let me get to the point here. You are not gonna pass through the North Pole, even though, even though it's the the quickest way, right? Even that is a even true though fact. there are, I don't think there are direct flights from South America to probably not Australia. Probably. But I am saying is that even though it's not a direct flight, of course, you are you are still not going <laughs> up through the North Pole and then back all the mm-hmm. way through to, to Australia. And, you know, if that's the shortest way, then why why isn't that how we go to Australia? Also, this also works for, you know, tons of other places. Like, like you could take a straight line directly to that place, but why do you mm-hmm. take a seemingly longer path to get to that location? That's one way where I just can't wrap my head around having a flat earth. Like, why are we <laughs> doing, why are we going out of our way <laughs> taking longer routes mm-hmm. when that makes no sense. Unless unless you have the argument, which I think is completely ridiculous to say that, oh, the government wants you to think that it's round, so they specifically don't go through the shortest path or whatever. don't know. Nah, that. Nah. That, that one is... Okay,
0: <laughs> I, think, I think that argument is a little just misleading. How can you think? I mean, I guess if you're like a huge government hater, I can, I guess, see you thinking about, you know, governmental conspiracy theories that oh you know they're out to get us and you know we do live on this flat earth but why would the government want people to know that we're in a flat earth that's what i'd never get i don't
1: see i don't see the point i don't see the point
0: (laughs) what like what would be the point of convincing people of that fact i don't know i mean at the end of the day if it's if it's spherical or if it's flat that won't change how people live on it what does the government have to gain from that yeah
1: You know, like either way, we're trapped on the earth, so it doesn't really change like the psychology,
0: exactly. Exactly. So, why would the government have anything to do with wanting this? Is such a this is this is the one argument that I just hate when people bring up because they're like, oh, the governments are just against us, and but like they have nothing to gain from a flat earth or from a curved earth. Like, what is there?
1: I think Mm -hmm. if the debate was like. Whether the earth was like infinite, like if it just went out infinitely or if it was restricted, that would be like psychologically different because it's like, oh, if at any point I want to go like run away, I can just go like some in some direction. But if the government wants you to think that it's restricted, then it's kind of like you're stuck here and like you like it changes your psychology. But either that's way, definitely like,
0: an interesting. I mean, that's like a conspiracy. Like, that's another go- like a, like a thought, right? Like what if they're hiding? I'm here? not
1: saying the world is <laughs> it's infinitely flat, by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not we're not saying that at all.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying if it were that if that was the debate, then it would be completely different and it would be kind of viable to be like, oh, maybe the earth isn't like restricted to a disk because they're trying to I don't know.
0: Other, you know, other thoughts or other first appearances or evidences of, you know, uh, the Earth being spherical was, you know, could be thought of all the way back in, I think, like around, what was it, like 300 B.C. when Aristotle was there? When was Aristotle there? About 300, 350 B.C right? Yeah. And Aristotle. So there was, I I believe it was Pythagoras. I'm pretty sure it was Pythagoras who first came up with the idea that the earth is in fact a sphere or is like round, right? Because no one really, I guess, cared or even thought about that. But at that time, but then Pythagoras was like, hey, it's round. But He gave no evidence Mm -hmm. he simply said you know because of i think it was something to do with you know religious beliefs and something like that that tied into the fact that the earth had to have been round but then you know hundreds Mm -hmm. of years later because i think pythagoras was like 500 bc so like this is like 150 200 years later when aristotle shows up he has evidence or at least kind of like physical evidence that the earth simply cannot be flat one major point was constellations you know stars in the sky like in one place you see different constellations in different locations than on on another Mm -hmm. place on earth and he did this i believe he went he was in egypt when he was doing this and i think he just went to different places and he saw different constellations and he came up with this conclusion Mm -hmm. that it simply can't be flat
1: oh yeah i just wanted to allude to um our episode yeah our episode on called qed where we talk about proofs real quick I just wanted to <laughs> say, like, using the proof technique, right? The if-then statement, right? So I'll I'll assume one thing and prove that uh, a contradiction, and say, well, therefore it's not true. Okay, so let's assume the Earth is flat, right? Then at any point on the Earth, if you looked up at the sky, very distant objects would be relatively in the same place, right? So one constellation that if you're you know you're facing north on the flat Earth, you look up, you'd be able to see some constellation. If you're anywhere else on that Earth, Mm -hmm. facing north, you would be able to see that constellation above you, right? But this is another experiment you could do right now. If you're in the northern hemisphere, you can see the North Star. You can look at it with your eyes and say, okay, well, that's the North Star. You can then take a plane or a boat, You can go down to the southern hemisphere, and you'll see that you can't see that star. If the Earth was flat, right, the north star would always be above the flat Earth, no matter what, unless you're arguing that the earth, that the flat Earth rotates. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is that once you go to the southern hemisphere, the curvature of the Earth, right, makes it such that the earth is in the way of the star that you're trying to look at ah. <laughs> and this works of course with any other star right when when you're and this also doesn't work you know proving again that the earth is spherical this doesn't work for stars mm-hmm. that are aligned with the celestial equator too. which is just if you were to project a ball around the earth That like projection of all the stars is like the celestial sphere, and the celestial equator is just a slice from the equator of the earth. This point that I just said doesn't work with the celestial equator because as the earth rotates, you're always getting like a panned view of every single star that is along that point, right? So if you're on the equator and you look up above you, you see a star, twelve hours later you're gonna see. A star that's on the other side, and then 12 hours later, you're going to see that same star again, no matter where on the equator you are. This, okay. okay, this is my last point. I'll let you continue after this. Um, it also turns out that when the Earth rotates around the Sun, the Sun is going to be in the view of other stars that are behind it, right? And so if you're at some point in the Earth's orbit, you pretend the Sun isn't there, but you look towards the Sun, and you see a constellation on the background and then 12 hours later when you face the other way uh, you'll see that there is a different constellation let's say it's constellation 2 the first one is constellation 1 now six months later when you're going to be on the other side of the sun you can look at constellation 1 that is going to be in the night time and then 12 hours later you won't be able to see constellation 2 because the sun is going to be in the way this is just another experiment that you can do on your own
0: I mean, you got to wait for six
1: months, though. Like, (laughs) Yeah, you got to wait, but it's still something you could do. So
0: Yeah, so those are really good points on, you know, the starry sky and how Aristotle kind of thought about or concluded that, you know, the Earth just can't be flat using stars because it was pretty, I guess it was seemingly obvious to him, but, you know, had to be explained. So the other idea that I was talking about was how ships appear from the horizon, right? Like they don't simply come up. Like, right, it, it comes up slowly. Yeah. It looks as if it's almost emerging from the water, right? Like in this case, or if it's like leaving, it, it looks as if it's kind of like slowing down or like kind of getting smaller as time goes on. It doesn't simply disappear, right? And that also right there can be a very obvious fact to why it can't be flat, right? Or, or why it has to kind of be round because a round earth supports the idea That, you know, the hull disappears first, the the hull of the ship disappears first, and then the sail disappears absolutely last because it's the highest peak, right? So he thought of this all the way in 350 BC. So this guy knew things that people don't know in 2020. It's kind of sad. But (laughs) anyways.
1: There's a video on YouTube that says that that argument is not true because when you zoom in, like some guy had a camera and he showed the boat disappear and then he zoomed in and you could see the boat again right okay and he's like okay this is just an optical illusion
0: yeah because of the water
1: yeah but here here's the thing this same argument right ties into a lot of other issues it's pretty much the same argument but used in a different setting like for example if you were on top of mount everest right why is it that you can't see the entire world (laughs) right like like let's say it's a perfectly clear day perfectly clear Why can't you just see to the, like, there's nothing in the way. Why can't you just see all the way to, into a different country across the ocean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, exactly. an argument could be like, oh, your eyes just aren't that good. But like, okay, bring a telescope, bring, bring tools. No matter what you, no matter what you bring with you, doesn't matter. It's just not physically possible. You won't be able
0: to, you literally won't be able to see it. And by the way, that point that I mentioned, I think I should explain a little more because you said, uh, he zoomed in like with a camera Mm -hmm. and he saw it. And then I said, oh, because of the water. So let me kind of explain. So the water creates kind of a mirage effect that because, you know, water refracts light and the way, you know, heat and Mm -hmm. hot and cold air uh, condense on water.
1: Yeah. And interestingly enough, by the way, interestingly enough, uh, Richard Feynman talks about this in his book, QED, and how the reason why um, you see these mirages is because light travels slightly faster in cold air. And so the light particles that are in the atmosphere, and you know, light takes the shortest path possible, right? And so the light particles or the photons that are in the atmosphere will actually travel from the cold uh, hot air and kind of dip down into the hot air and then into your eyes and so it'll kind of cover up things that are far away because the light particle is dipping down into the cold air and then into your eyes i'm trying to explain something that's very complicated and that you
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it would be a lot it would help a lot with like a picture or something like that for sure i can definitely see it also a quick you know if you heat something up like if you have fire if you have flames, and you know how sometimes you have that blue flame because it's really hot and your orange kind of disappears? In those cases, when you, when your region is not fiery, like you don't see orange flames and stuff, you will literally see the air no, distort, and the air will keep distorting. And the mm. reason that is happening is because light is mm. refracting through that hot air. And this happens, again, because of how hot and cold are arranged on top of water, and also a similar argument was made i believe i don't know when but where this person took a picture of this skyline that was hundreds of kilometers away and he's like earth is flat because i can see it but the again the answer is simply this is all being refracted mm-hmm. by this hot and cold the, the this temperature differential and the water and we are being able to see it simply due to that fact you know it can be explained via physics it's just that Sometimes people don't want to understand it. So I think a line that I, was, that I said before the podcast that I said I would mention that I didn't. What did I write down? Oh, yeah. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not right. And I think that's a pretty big thing when we're talking about this, <laughs> this entire topic, right? Flat Earth. Like a lot of people simply don't understand, like, you know, like they have questions. And to have questions is exactly the scientific method. Have questions, get them answered. But the thing is they have questions that sometimes have complicated answers. And so because they don't understand those answers, they simply think that it's wrong and that that can't be possible. But that's the whole thing. Just because, you know, your brain, I mm-hmm. guess, can't grasp it because you haven't learned, I don't know, three years of physics or something, doesn't mean that all that physics is wrong. It just mm-hmm. means you might not understand it. So I think that's a important point that I wanted to bring up.
1: Yeah. Next thing I wanted to actually say was Ar- Antarctica, WTF, <laughs> what is going on here?
0: Oh, yeah. The, the thing around <laughs> yeah. it? How it's like completely around the yeah, Earth? What so, even is that?
1: Okay. According to the flat earth map, Antarctica would be the most massive body of land on the entire earth.
0: Yeah, would it not? It's literally, it's completely on the circumference of the earth. Yeah.
1: So one thing I wanted to say, first of all, is that people have been to Antarctica. (laughs) True. People have drawn, you know, they've been around Antarctica and they've drawn the, what's it called? The border? Border? I guess. I don't
0: know if that's the word for it.
1: Is there a word for, the, like, the the border of a country with the ocean? There's got to be a word for that. Oh, there's 100% a word
0: for it. I, I'm not a... They've just, I don't do They, they,
1: they drew, like, the, the, the shape of the country. And okay. people yeah. have also been to the South Pole, you know? Which, the South
0: Pole doesn't exist, right? In a flat Earth, right? No, now. it doesn't exist. Like, there literally is no South Pole. No. So, and what do you
1: do? <laughs> so, I don't know. People have been to Antarctica. People have seeing that it's not like uh, a border of the disk and exactly. it's it's a it's a shape like a, what am i trying to say like a can
0: it's an island like basically it's a huge island
1: just yeah it's an island it's a big island and um basically this also begs the question of where is the edge True. You can go to Antarctica. You can book a flight to Antarctica and look for the edge. I'll save you some time and money.
0: Wait, can no, 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 no. You cannot book a, book a flight to Antarctica. You can. I swear you have to, like, take a... Can you take a flight?
1: Yeah, you can take a flight. They they, really? they have an airport, yeah. I I, I don't think it's... No way. I don't think it's very easy to... I didn't know like, that. You can't just, like, book a flight, like, like online or something. Like, you have to, like, do something with the government and be like... Because I think there's, like, one flight per six months. That goes to Antarctica, so you gotta like you gotta like oh my be set up with the whole you gotta time it <laughs> the, the yeah. whole Antarctica flight schedule and all that stuff. But
0: also, if you think about it, right, like the way it's kind of arranged, doesn't that mean that any way you go, you will you will see yeah. it, you will find Antarctica? Like how, That's does, that actually make, sorry, true. how does that make any sense?
1: <laughs> That's actually true. Any direction you go, and you you'll it's find like, you, it. you'll I just mean, be on a, in Antarctica. I mean, like, technically, yeah that's also true but you have to go south yeah like I mean, any anywhere you are on the on the ball earth if you go south you you'll find it. antarctica exactly. but
0: but that's the thing if if you're if you're saying going out on a flat earth is going yeah. south and going in is going north I don't know. What would, there, like...
1: there, there are also some issues with, like, the magnetic field of the Earth. Yeah, the
0: magnetic field the gravity, man. The gravity is also a very big issue when you yeah, are talking about a flat disk. Like, how does gravity work in this case? Like, you know, a lot of people say it's just accelerating, right? Like, through yeah time.
1: I wanted to say earlier that, like, okay, no one has ever seen a picture of the edge. And people might say, oh, we, we've just never been to the edge. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say one thing, okay? We have devices called satellites, right, that orbit the Earth. True. They have been all around the Earth many times, true. right? Every every single corner of the Earth, let's say, they've seen. And so you might be thinking, okay, what if those satellites are just going around in circles above the Earth, above the flat Earth, Right and all they see is the the land part or the water and land part. Well, it's like, okay. Well, then you're telling me that the way we got those satellites into space into the, the Earth's orbit was completely based on mathematics and physics, right? Like uh, equations in physics that have nothing to do with a flat earth and everything to true. do with a round earth, right? Mm -hmm. every single thing every single concept related to orbits and satellites takes into account that the earth is round so you're saying that okay we set the satellite out into space to orbit and then it just completely defied all of our rules and is now rotating (laughs) (laughs) in a flat circle (laughs) above the earth like i don't (laughs) i just can't see that and then now okay even further than that you might say okay well satellites are bullshit yeah i yeah, you can open your phone, go on Google Maps, and use the GPS. Where do you think that comes from? True. You can use your data on your phone. Where do you think that comes from? You can also see a live stream on YouTube uh, from the the International Space Station, which is not fake, by the way.
0: <laughs> which how can that how can that even be fake? What? it's no. not fake
1: <laughs> a lot of people say that's fake but it's not fake and i will i promise you i'm sorry i'm going on yeah, a huge tangent but right about. now it's good it's good but people who say people who say that the international space station is fake please <laughs> buy a telescope and please go online search up location of the space no, station. no but it's, it's, they it's will extremely give you hard there.
0: to do it with a telescope like believe me, we're
1: like we've tried. Like it's it hard. goes so fast. No, no. I know, I know, I know. It's very hard, but if you buy a very good telescope, okay? Very, very top tier, you you Google, you'll you'll see the, the path you can just of the put space. It, where it, will station, be right? like... it looks like it looks like a sine wave, but eventually, with time, it'll pass exactly. over your city, okay? And you will be able to aim your telescope exactly where they say it'll be. And you will, you I mean, will see again, the space it will whiz by <laughs>
0: you exceedingly fast because it is very low in very orbit. Quick, it's quick. like low Earth orbit, like Leo. So it's like like two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. kilometers, which is very, very, very low. Four hundred 460, so miles, maybe I was thinking. So like about four hundred and fifty kilometers. But yeah, so those are ve- that's very mm-hmm. low. So it's still gonna be whizzing really fast. But again, further yeah. proof of how you know the ISS is complete proof of also how we have a round Earth, right? Continuing on to talk about um, just flatness, because I was talking about Aristotle, I kind of want to continue on to the first, not really proof, actually this is pretty much proof, the first calculation, the mathematical calculation of the circumference of the earth. Now this is a very, very famous experiment that, I don't know, some people might have heard of, uh, you might have heard of this, um, you know, philosopher. No, not we philosopher. We talked about this, actually. Uh, wait, we talked about this experiment?
1: We talked about this in oh. the astronomy well, episode. So,
0: uh, maybe I can give, just give a brief rundown. So, the so Eratosthenes, a Greek mathematician, uh, was around, this was around, I think, 240 BC, like 200 BC. This was like 100 years after Aristotle as well. Now, this guy is kind of like a living genius, like. When you have no technology, and this guy calculated the circumference of the Earth using a stick, and I think this is a this is probably a, a pretty popular statement, where you know this guy can do it with a stick, but people still can't figure it out now, right? So what he did was, so are you sure we explained this in the astronomy episode?
1: Yeah, yeah, we we explained how they calculated the diameter and the distance of the moon. And also how they calculated the size of the Earth. I'm pretty sure. But we but we didn't talk about the circumference experiment, did we? I mean, I mean the size and circumference is the same experiment.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So again, basically the idea the idea was to find the length or the angle of the shadow given by a stick because he he took a stick, right, on some results. This. Mm-hmm. So by finding the angle that you know is that the stick makes with the ground, that the shadow of the stick makes with the ground. By finding that angle, we can make kind of like a proportionality relationship between two cities. So if we have the angle, right, of the shadow in two cities, and we have the distance between these two cities, we can simply compare them. Because we know the total angle has to be 360 degrees, right? Because, again, all the way in 200 BC, these guys knew it was (laughs) spherical and round. But anyways, so by taking this angle over 360 degrees and comparing it to the distance you know, uh, between these two cities that the angle was taken on we can then kind of get an estimate of the circumference of the Earth and I believe that this guy almost like a 1, thousand, fifteen hundred years no, two thousand years before we get the exact number using satellites he calculated the circumference of the Earth with I think only like 800 meters or something uncertainty, like incorrect from what we know mm-hmm. today.
1: No, I think we were able to find the actual value before satellites. Were we? Yeah, like the exact. Definitely. I okay. Okay. Not the can okay, maybe can not the. Exact no, that's what I'm saying. The value, exact like value bit... can
0: only be determined by observation, no, right? We
1: we were able to find it very very accurately before. Before satellites. Okay,
0: but what basically again the point I'm trying to make is that I'm pretty sure those guys didn't do it with a stick, right? Yeah. So like this guy did it with a stick, and I think that's very commendable that he found you know the circumference of the earth.
1: You can actually go on YouTube and you can find somebody that does this experiment with his bicycle. Oh. He he measures the the shadow. Okay. On one day, and then like he measures it, and then he goes on a bike ride, a very very long bike ride. Like, I think it was, like, 24 hours or whatever.
0: Oh, my. Well,
1: he didn't he didn't bike the whole time, but, okay. he, like, an entire day passes, right? And then he, I don't know how many kilometers he goes, but on the next day at the same time of day, he measures the shadow, and then he checks, like, how far he biked, and then checks the difference in the angle, and then calculates the radius, and it was actually not bad. Like Exactly. It wasn't
0: bad. I mean, it gives you a very good number. Because at yeah. the end of the day, the Earth is not perfectly spherical, you know, like there were a lot of assumptions that even Eratosthenes made that simply aren't really true. Like, for example, yeah. the two cities that he was working with were Cyan and Alexandria, also in Egypt. Now, the assumption that he made is that they that Alexandria is perfectly north of Cyan, which I believe is not exactly true. Another one that he made was, you know, that Cyan is perfectly on the Tropic of Cancer. So... On summer on summer solstice, the shadow will be zero degrees, but that wasn't exactly true. You know, so there were these small, you know, exact quantities that obviously he probably couldn't even measure at this time, but he still got a very, very, very close value, and I think that's that's extremely cool. Absolutely. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was you know making sure. bridges in reality. So there's this bridge, you know that connects uh, New York City and Staten Island, the uh, Verrazzano-Narrows Bridge. I don't know, I'm not maybe I'm not pronouncing it right because not from there, but so the Verrazzano-Narrows Bridge, right? It's a very long bridge that's connecting these two cities. And these the construction took into consideration Earth's curvature. So the towers, the ap- the, like the peaks of, these, uh, of the bridge, right, because there are two kind of towers that are connecting the whole bridge. So the peaks of these towers are 41 millimeters farther apart than their bases. So it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're watching the video version <laughs> of the podcast, I guess you can see the kind of thing that I'm making. So it's kind of a little bit like a V almost. And again, that's taking into consideration that the earth is in fact curved, because if they didn't do that, then the bridge would simply, you know, not work very Mm -hmm. well, even though 41 millimeters doesn't seem like much. It is a probably it's a big engineering difference, right? And the average curvature of the earth that we kind of know today is about eight inches per mile. I don't know why it's in American units. I, I couldn't. I guess you can just convert that to metric. I just I just took it in this. So <laughs> eight inches per mile is the yeah. known curvature of the earth. And that's kind of what we deal with. So that's also why, you know, at the top of Mount Everest, you
1: can't see Very nice. the entire world. I'm also guessing this is um, like if you were to draw a straight line and you'd make like a right angle triangle, like a, a mile out would give you an eight inch difference at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: exactly. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Exactly. So you draw like a straight line and then eight inches below in a mile, you'll see a dot. Except
1: that's a first order approximation, right? Because if you were to go out <laughs> 10,000 miles, it would be infinity. <laughs> <It'd> be <infinite.
0: laughs> yeah, so again, right? So that's, that's the whole curvature argument. Like if you, if you go out, you know, infinite miles, you'll, you'll have infinite curvature kind of showing that it's, you know, curving in on itself.
1: Absolutely. Right?
0: And another big point that we didn't really talk about is seasons. Yes. Seasons aren't really a thing yes. if the Earth is flat. And we actually right? because... um,
1: discussed this in. Oh, no, had... no, and I'm saying in our astronomy class. We had oh, in our astronomy one of our class. very first problem sets in our astrophysics course, right? It had to do with the flux received from the sun that the Earth sees. And I think we talked about flux in our astronomy episode series. But basically, yeah, for sure, we, we for sure. t- tested the difference in the flux being received at a certain point on the Earth um, based on whether the Earth was close to the sun or further away from the sun on its orbit, so the perigee and apogee, um, versus the inclination. So whether you are directly facing the sun or you're facing away because the Earth is on an angle, so if you're if you're on the summer solstice, you're facing directly towards the sun and the winter solstice, you're facing directly away. And so we calculated the different values of the flux. And it turns out that the flux you receive from the sun changes drastically based on the inclination of the Earth and doesn't really change at all based on the difference or the distance differential right, between the closest and the furthest point on the Earth's orbit from the sun. And so, you can actually calculate the flux, and you can relate this to temperature. Um, What am I trying to say here? Seasons. We were talking about seasons. Flux difference. Right. You can actually see that during the winter, you know, this is assuming, right, that the Earth is spherical, and it rotates around a very big sun. And so, during the winter, it'll be at the winter solstice, because it's pointing away. And during the summer, it'll be pointing towards... And this, uh, this kind of violates every single law of, uh, Mm -hmm. flat earth theory, because for seasons to occur, I don't know how you would explain this with using a flat earth. The, The only argument I think I've heard is that the sun is actually just very small and very close to the earth. And... It's just the small difference in like okay during the summer it's a little bit closer yeah but in one location so, with, with than it the is small to sun
0: interestingly enough like the flat Earth theory is that the sun is actually kind of rotating above the earth so the earth is bigger than the sun this is such mm-hmm. a stupid theory man but like I guess yeah. it's an idea I know. where the sun <laughs> is kind of like a small ball that's rotating <laughs> around the earth
1: okay I, I do have an issue with that also <laughs> so stupid <laughs> so we are we are assuming the earth is flat here that the sun mm-hmm. is rotating around the earth now even more than ever right i want <laughs> you to explain why can't you see the sun at all times Exactly. if it's rotating above the earth right, why you can can't you see, see it when it. it's far away like on like True. explain night and day is, is the sun a spotlight? I think
0: so. I think that is the theory a that spotlight. people use, though. When they're describing the sun being, like, smaller than the earth, I believe that's exactly how they describe it. Like, the sun is a spotlight and there are different parts. But, again, that just can't be possible because we have literal observations and, you know, f- and, uh, calculations of, you know, energy received and stuff from the sun that just wouldn't make sense if the sun is so small.
1: My head hurts from this explanation. It's it's, it's hard.
0: It's hard. It's definitely hard. But so not only talking about seasons not occurring, but also talking about seasons in different locations. Because I think, remember this, when it's winter in America, Mm -hmm. in North America, it's summer in Australia. How would that be possible if we are on a flat earth? You know, like that, that wouldn't, that would not make sense. So there are a lot of things that simply require... A, a round earth, a spherical earth to simply describe basic phenomenon that we see, but s- simply can't be described with flat earth. But, you know, still theories can still be discussed. So <laughs> here we are.
1: One thing that I definitely, definitely have to okay. mention on this episode is the fact that we observe, for example, the moon to be a sphere. Mm-hmm. You you cannot debate that. And I don't think flat earthers um argue. I don't know. Do they believe that the moon is is flat too? Like that's pretty ridiculous, right? I don't no, I don't I don't think that is a, a topic of debate. Okay. I also think that flat earthers also agree that other planets are spherical.
0: Wait, so they agree other planets are spherical?
1: Yep. Because you can you can see wow. that other planets are spherical. So,
0: Earth is the only one that for some reason is flat. So,
1: to to deny the fact that other planets are also... No, wait. Sorry. To deny the fact that other planets are spherical would be to just deny absolutely everything we've done since the 19...
0: 19, 16, 15, like, ob- like uh, with telescopes and observations... All the way dating back to 1600s when we're, you know, when like they witness
1: Uranus and. St- I'm talking about I'm talking about like like space travel and like pictures, like actual pictures that we've taken.
0: Oh, oh, okay. You're talking about like physical pic. Okay, okay, okay that's. Different. So I'm talking different.
1: like since the moment we were sending probes into space to take pictures of mm-hmm. galaxies and planets and comets and whatever. Mm-hmm. Ever since that point, it would be saying that. Everything we've done from that point on is absolutely fake. <laughs> like we've taken pictures of Mars. Because if you think about it though, like the, the flat earthers that have the idea that
0: the earth is flat are also probably believing that, you know, the probes around the earth, mm-hmm. like all of the earth pictures are fake, right? And if they're believing that all the probes around the earth are fake, they're probably also believing that the probes around the other planets are also somehow fake. Right. So the pictures are all made in Photoshop and we then send
1: them out. One thing is, okay, you can deny space travel and all that stuff, but you can't deny the phone that you're holding in your hand. Okay. Your phone, you know, coincidentally enough, uses processes that require the earth to be flat. Wait, what? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. You made
0: round. Wait, What did you say? You just said require the Earth to be flat. I'm like, right, hold
1: up. round. Sorry, require require the Earth to be flat. My bad. No, to be I'm, round. I mean round.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's too many flat and rounds. Okay, okay. In this, in this episode, okay, I'm 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 arguing for a spherical Earth. Just to be clear, so there there are processes in your phone that require the Earth to be a ball, mm-hmm. right? Things like I, I've mentioned before, like GPS and all that stuff. And, you know, very there are also very indirect connections that rely... And it's not even your phone. It's pretty much everything around you, right? Like, I'm trying to think of something very obvious that everyone has. Do you know an example? Well, for example, a compass. <laughs> That's one thing that...
0: Well, a compass can going to be explained with a flat Earth, though.
1: Except the fact that you need a spherical like the the magnetic fields of the earth magnets don't work the magnetic fields don't
0: work yeah but i guess the compass
1: yeah but the yeah. compass is based on the magnetic field
0: yeah but if we're assuming because I, I mean bro when we're saying flat earth is a possibility we're making so many assumptions about you know the the magnet the magnetic field gravity and we're just saying okay let's just take it as it is let's just say the north pole is here let's just say the south pole is here with no real proof because it's wrong but we're just trying to you know just like entertain the theory so i guess the compass if you're just assuming the flat earth it would still work <laughs> but you're right the magnetic fields would just i don't even know how they would work they they wouldn't because
1: it doesn't make sense the magnetic fields are based off of the like the inner earth movements we're talking about like exactly. the core moving around and creating the magnetic field that goes from south to north is that how it goes yes yeah south to Hold north out. because because of the northern the northern lights and yes are there yes, are, there there other are lights, other lights in the lights. south pole? Yeah, yeah, I yeah there are there no are? Th- no the, the lights okay. are
0: simply caused due to a due to the electromagnetic radiation with high levels of ma- of of Uh, magnetic interaction
1: because at the poles but they come from the sun you know that right yeah yeah yeah. it comes
0: from of course from the sun but Mm -hmm. the poles have you know such high concentrations of magnetic fields that when you know light at the end of the day is electromagnetic is electromagnetic radiation so when it interacts it produces different wavelengths and it scatters it at different wavelengths that we can then see as you know northern and southern lights
1: We'll, we'll we'll talk about northern lights. So yeah, time. so
0: again, magnetic field lines would not be possible. Sorry, I was just doing a quick search and yeah, I was I was thinking about it. Yeah, it's north to south. It's not south to north. Cuz you said south to north and I'm like, I'm not sure. Cuz I'm looking at a picture and yeah, so it kind of goes out of the north and comes into the south.
1: I always get confused because of the when they switched it, right? Like at some point they they switched it.
0: Yes, because the earth the earth's poles like the magnetic poles not obviously the physical poles switch sides literally switch sides which again like and and that happens i think once every some like 12 years or something i don't know like some some number i i could be completely wrong in that number but some amount of time interval and these magnetic poles switch and that's simply a big of how magnets and how how the earth is producing the magnetic field and and that's perfectly normal that's not a weird thing it's just you can't explain it with a flat earth you can't explain magnetic field switching <laughs> with a flat earth because if we're talking about a disc being a magnet right i mean magnetic discs we know one side is north and one side is south so if the whole top of the whole thing <laughs> is north like okay this is so weird to even explain like how would that even work
1: it's just hurting my brain but but technically for for compasses to work the edge would have to be north and the middle would have to be south or the opposite or whatever because it has to point towards the 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 middle of the disk at all times so it, yeah
0: so then it would be the
1: yeah so it would point to the center being north
0: right like the center would be north right in a flat earth but
1: there there are a whole bunch of unanswered and holes in that explanation where it's like okay well okay let's assume the edge is south and the middle is north how would the disc produce that how would how would that be naturally produced
0: like there are so many assumptions that's what i'm saying there's no evidence there's no physical there's no mathematical evidence you know i think i think that would be step 1 if we can't observe something <laughs> prove it to me mathematically because that will convince me probably more than observing something maybe so the idea is if you can prove it mathematically i guess it it's it's a it topic be. of discussion but there's no. no way that that can be done. There's well, no way. So, the entire idea of a flat earth just is just lost if you can't prove it mathematically, right? There's
1: I I, I hope uh, any listener out there that does believe in the flat earth... Now doesn't. ...has been convinced otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> if you do still believe in the flat earth, please, please leave us a comment mm-hmm. and we will address all of your concerns and doubts. Absolutely. Um. We will we will do our research, we will provide mathematical proof, scientific proof, observations, and explanations for anything that you seem that you deem to be fishy. Because you know, the the real people, you can believe in flat Earth if you have reasons, right? But if you are presented with explanations that make a hundred percent sense to you, I think it's reasonable to switch your ideas. No mm-hmm. one's gonna blame you for it, right? No one's gonna be like, oh, you switched on your beliefs nobody cares right no, no one cares what you, what you believe in exactly this is this is for your personal gain right to, to enlighten yourself if you have any I, any doubts any questions
0: because I know that there are some really good okay good is the wrong wrong term but there are some solid arguments that are for flat earthers and we obviously obviously did not cover all of them there are you know there are pages and pages on the internet. Where it's like, you know, 50, 100 reasons why the Earth is flat and all that kind of stuff.
1: But it, it also turns out that every single reason has an explanation. Of
0: course, ex- that's exactly what I'm trying to say, right? Every reason has an explanation.
1: And it's not just coincidental either. It's not just like, oh, <laughs> here's an argument, here's an explanation. Oh, what it, a coincidence. Physics always has an explanation. It's not coincidental. It's mm-hmm. It fits into the framework that has already been established. And every argument just... You Mm could be like, oh well, this has already been explained, and here's why. And
0: so, if if you are a flat earther and just got convinced, or are a flat earther and have a question, Mm -hmm. be sure to let us know in the comments or by sending us an email, Mm -hmm. because we we reply to all emails now. We we I mean we always did. We always We 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 always did. I will admit though, I will admit and I think I do need to say this. There are some comments and some, you know, like Instagram messages like DMs and stuff that we might take some time to respond to cuz some of them are some hefty questions. <laughs> you know, like some of you guys and it's amazing. Thank you all for asking those questions, but some of the questions you got to really think about. You know, and we can't just, you know, write it down the moment we see it. So, just just letting you know that sometimes we might take, you know, a day, maybe two, maybe more to reply but we will get to you so
1: that, mm-hmm. just know that all right so if you did enjoy this episode make sure to follow yeah on anywhere you're listening or go and subscribe on youtube because we are posting these episodes recorded not live but re- just, recorded just recorded our faces on on a youtube video make sure to
0: we always say live it's never really live technically
1: yeah it's not live but anyways make sure to like this episode, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok oh. at math.physics.podcast or add at gmail.com and send us an email or follow us on Twitter at mathphyspod or do all of those Lisa. things, you know, yeah. it's a uh, all of, all of the all above type situation. Why not? So yeah, this has been episode number 40, 43. Forty-three. Yep. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And we will see you soon. Bye, guys.